0: Hey, I'm Erica Jarvis. And I'm Amy Randolph. And this is Podcast Rewind. The podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Yeah, check us out. See what we're doing on
1: social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at PodcastRWD. And then come find
0: us on Facebook. Search us, Podcast Rewind. And after that, come over to Patreon to support the show and get access to exclusive bonus content. So that's Patreon.com slash Podcast Rewind. Enjoy the show.
1: Everybody. Welcome to Podcast Rewind, episode 29. I'm one of your hosts, Erica Jarvis. You can search me out on social media at Erica Jarvis. And with me every Sunday recording
0: is the other co host of Podcast Rewind, Amy Randolph. Find me on the interwebs at I'm Amy Randolph. All right. Hey, everybody. Hey. So let's do this thing. Um,. It's episode 29. And it's Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. So, shout out to all the mamas who are listening to us Mm -hmm. podcasts and talk about podcasts. We are not mothers. We have mothers. We do. So, you know, shout out. We're mothered. (laughs) We are mothered.
1: (laughs) But most importantly, what? We
0: are soaked. So wet. It is such a I, nasty Florida. day. Oh, I grocery shopped earlier and I came home just like a drowned rat. Yeah. Now my hair is in a knot on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Ugh, despite the great blowout I gave myself Ugh. yesterday. It is now destroyed. Doesn't it, it feel wasteful when you do a great blowout and like no one's gonna see you? Did oh, it even happen? Oh, I'm so mad. Yeah, I'm so mad. I mean, I did go out, I took myself out to lunch today. So, like, oh, nice. Maybe 20 people saw it. Oh, probably. perfect.
1: And all 20 of them, I'm sure, were like, that girl's got great yeah. hair. They probably texted about it. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> but most importantly, we are podcasting with a beverage as yep. per usual every week. I am drinking a delicious Whitehaven Sauvignon Blanc. For anybody who wants to buy me a gift, this is definitely one of my favorite wines, and my yeah. uncle was in town last week, and he left behind a bottle of wine for me. Oh, nice. Yes. It is delicious. It's effervescency. It's the first Sauvignon Blanc I ever drank, so I think that's
0: also probably why it's my favorite. Yeah. You know, yeah. like your first... It's like you're going home again. Absolutely. Well, I, on the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> I'm having a Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen all that often, though I am more and more fine with drinking Bud Light. I think you know, in college, obviously, drank all the Bud Light I could get my hands on. Bud uh-huh. Light was actually the expensive beer. Yeah, of course. You know? And then came, you know, became an adult. Uh-huh. thought like, okay, I'm, I'm going to drink real beer. And look, I love an IPA. Yeah. I love a brown. I love I'm actual am a stout porter girl. But I've been gravitating more <laughs> towards Bud Light recently. Like, I can drink this and not be drunk and not I don't know, not hate myself as much. I think it's so funny that you gravitate towards Bud Light. I'm such a Miller Lite person. We used to drink so much Miller Lite when we were poor, when we were first friends. Uh Uh-huh. Or Bud Select. Bud Select. Low carbs, obviously. (laughs) It was for the caloric purposes, (laughs) not because it was $2. Right.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. We used to drink Michelob... Some oh, dark yeah. Michelob beer. Do you remember that? And then we the was sixty four calorie one. No, 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 no. That's like MGD sixty four. Yeah, but I think we used to drink like a Michelob Brown or something. And then remember we used oh, to put God. like oh, those, blue oh. raspberry like flavor shots <laughs> oh, into we our beer. Did.
0: and we were like, we are at the height of sophistication. <laughs> Look at us with our beard cocktails. We would take that. Remember, we we went to that one bar that no longer exists. Uh, exists because we would, stopped going there. We stopped going, and we would bring in those little bottles, and they would keep them for us behind yes. the bar and spike our beer for us, and like Blue Raz, yeah, Mick
1: yeah. Ultra, they had like a
0: brown or not porter, oh. but like a
1: dark beer. And I mean, in hindsight, we were monsters. What, what were we thinking? <laughs>
0: okay, those days are behind us, but I'm still drinking. Enjoy like, that Bud, a Bud like a good champ. <laughs> Love it. Okay. um, So I'll just go first with obsessions. Is that cool? Absolutely. Dive I, deep. I didn't have a whole lot going on this week, uh-huh. so I just have to give my mother a great shout out. Yay. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. It's Mother's Day. Um, I sent my mom kind of a low-key uh, Mother's Day gift this year Yeah, because I'm not trying to send her more stuff. Because she's kind of in the process of moving here to Florida. Which is so exciting. Which is super exciting. She bought a house up in Leesburg. My dad's coming too. Yeah, 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 he's allowed to But come. mom's really taking the charge on the For house sure. and furnishing it and all that. She's coming down next week to start moving in. And she has been sending yep. Amazon boxes uh-huh. upon Amazon boxes to our front door. Yeah. We can basically not get in this yeah. apartment right now. There are so many Amazon boxes so I thought it was cute and clever to send my mom an Amazon gift card. Love it's, it. <laughs> Please send yourself another gift to my house. Okay.
1: Well, like one of them should be like
0: a gifty for us. Like thanks for letting me use your like entryway. <laughs> she did say when she gets here, I will be paid in wine. Oh, perfect. So that really There's is that. the best way to pay people. She's also going to be so mad at me when she hears that I'm drinking Bud Light. Because it's not wine? We, no, because it's not. Because she just cause thinks it's shit beer. Because oh. it is. <laughs> and like my parents also, like they drink Heavy. They yeah. scouts, they drink. They don't fuck around. Yeah, the, the darker, the better. It's really funny when we do go to Tabby Island, mm-hmm. obviously, like we do. I mean, that island is super laid back. Yeah. And so we'll go into these dive bars, and my mom and dad will be like – what dark beers do you have on tap? And they're like, mm, yingling. Like legitimately <laughs> saying yingling is the answer. And they're Amazing. Like, uh. So my dad's like, I'll have a gin and tonic. Yes. And well, my G&T. mom will have a wine. And sure shit, they'll crack the one serving like barefoot yes. thing. Yeah. She's like, whatever. It's better. It hurts my stomach to hear that. <laughs> I know. It's so bad.
1: Oh, you have to with... drink uh, Corona's when you're at the beach, FYI. Totally. totally. Well, I mean, I guess I'm going to ride that train as well. I went home this past weekend for a quick night mm-hmm. to see my mama because my mom and dad do live in Florida as well. They are up in the St. Augustine area. So it's a quick little two-hour drive. And so um, I played the favorite child oh. by going up. <laughs> so you meant like your favorite song no. or your favorite movie. I, I don't played, know. I was the favorite. And, of course, I gave my mom, like, Like a Mother's Day card that was like, you know, yeah, yeah, you've got kids, everyone's the same, you love them equal, blah blah blah, and then you open it up, it's like, you know, I know that's all that matters. So I was like, hey, I came home, I'm definitely can call myself the favorite this weekend. We had a ton of fun, a ton of wine. Yeah, I mean, we went hard at one point. Rick doing his classic Rick move with pulls out the Chex Mix. We've got beef jerky, and then like he's making a margarita, but we've <laughs> also got wine, and it's like this is the greatest night ever. We had so much fun. But I have been on the go the last couple of weekends, and yeah. I'm excited that this coming weekend I don't think I have plans to leave Orlando. <laughs> I don't even want to do things. I want to hang out, but I want to not get my car and put miles on it or pack an overnight bag. Yeah, totally excited about looking forward just to the weekend. Just park it. Just parking it here in town. Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of what I'm obsessed with.
0: Love it. Shall we jump into some pop-ups? Yes. What have you been listening to this week, Amy? Um, I've got a new one. This was a uh, podcast that was recommended on another podcast, and I can't for the life of me remember. I listen to so many. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like Georgia on My Favorite Murder might have mentioned it. Okay. Whoever mentioned it, I immediately was like, ooh, I want to listen to that. And yeah. And I picked up my phone and uh, marked it. So the podcast is called uh, Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. Oh, Okay. So, This is a podcast reading from stories from a book that was published, a fully um, animated, not animated, um, uh, illustrated children's book. Called A Hundred Stories, well, it's A Hundred Stories, but the book is also titled Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. Love. So it's basically child-friendly stories of strong, important women that you read to your little girl. that's
1: so cool. Right,
0: before bed. So now they're taking those stories and they're breaking them up into podcasts. Nice. So you can let your daughter listen as she's going to bed. That's brilliant. Yeah. So I I listened to it and they're all like 15 minutes long, Uh just a little bedtime story. Cool. I listened to one about Ada Lovelace, Uh who... um... She was the daughter of Lord Byron uh, of the time, and Lord Byron was a super bad alcoholic, not cool guy. When she was only five weeks old, her parents split up, and this was like 200 years ago, so pretty unheard of. And her mother insisted that she uh, study and really, you know, focus on her mind, Uh Um, and her mom continued to raise her as a single mother, which, again, super unheard of. So as a young girl, she was really obsessed with math and studying, and she had a dream to fly. She would watch birds and try to figure out figure out, like, the physics of how they're flying. And she would try to build, like, little flying machines in her backyard and tie them up in trees and stuff. Um, And then she got older, and she met a mathematician who was working on a machine that he was calling um, the Difference Engine, Uh which basically he was inventing a calculator. Oh, cool. And then she got that idea, and she kind of got on board with him because he was a grumpy old mathematician. Yeah. But they were friends. And he needed money to continue his his project. So she kind of became the face of it, the more friendly, oh, yeah. outward. The brand ambassador. Yeah, and someone that could go and, and try to get the funds to keep the project working. And then she was really passionate about it. And they um, started coming up with the idea for another machine called the Analytical Engine, where basically she was like, I get it. We can get a, a machine that will put numbers together and solve mathematical problems. But what mm-hmm. if we go a step further and numbers... Into the machine, and the machine can do stuff. Basically, she the was inventing computer programming. Fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, so she never actually lived to see the analytical uh, engine built, but her she basically had the first idea of computer programming over 200 years ago. And to this day, uh, the National Department of Defense or something uh-huh. they wrote themselves are super difficult software programming uh, tool and they call it Ada Lovelace. Oh, I love that. That's really amazing. It was a great listening. And look, if any of you out there are a friend of mine with a daughter for her next birthday or Christmas, whatever comes first, you best believe you're getting a copy of this book
1: because I think it sounds awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've got little ones, make sure they're listening to this as a bedtime story. Yeah. And like little boys too. Yep, absolutely. You said they're only 15 minutes
0: or so? The stories are. The book is a compilation of 100 stories. So, um, they're releasing them one a week and they just started in, Uh, February, so there's only a few episodes out right now. And at a glance, just looking at the titles, the only name that I knew was Billie Jean King. Oh, okay. So I definitely think you will learn about women from history and from around the world that aren't, um, it's not like Dorothy Hamill and, uh, you know, kind of pop recent celebrities. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Very nice.
1: Well, I'm going to do a thing that we have um, told everybody on the show that we would do. So we'll listen to a podcast, pop it up, or talk about it, and then we are always like, I'm going to come back. I'll go listen some more. I'll give you an update. Mm-hmm. So a few months ago, I was listening to Face of a Feminist with Laura Diaz and Marissa Clark. And they are two um, morning show girls here in Orlando. And they started their own podcast. Yeah. And
0: I gave it a couple of episodes and was having the hardest time finding the feminist side of it. Yeah. We had a really good talk about it. What would you say? Maybe two months ago now? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So like probably they're on, 10-ish episodes ago, if you ab- want to go back and listen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because their most recent episode was 15. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be you know a couple of months now that they've been doing it. Yep. And I've talked to a bunch of friends of ours that have listened to the show, and they're like, oh, I think I see the feminist twist that it's like, hey, we're feminists, and this is what our lives look like. There doesn't need to be a conversation about feminism, which I understand, but I also just was... Still having a hard time with the title versus the subject matter Mm -hmm. that I was getting. So um, I've gone back and I've really tried to give this podcast a couple more goes. And I will say I am the person that's giving it 60%. After 60% (laughs) of the show, I'm just like, what else is there? And I click off to something else. Yep. I do that with lots of shows. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just not giving it that full 100% rate. But um, on episode 13 called Will You Die, though, I finally felt like I was getting some kind of feminist moment. Okay. So they were talking about how a girl that they used to work with at the radio station, Jade Donovan, who's now up in New York City and has a really popular morning show up there. crushing it. Crushing it. She just got her own Saturday morning show in 50 markets called Jade. And so they were really um, explaining to their listeners, like, hey, radio is a boy's Club mm-hmm. Like it is hard to get ahead. To, like We're on a show called Johnny's House. Like it's male driven. You think of Elvis Duran. You think of Ryan Seacrest. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. The only female, po- like I almost said podcaster, mm-hmm. female radio host that you can really think of is Delilah.
0: Yeah. And that's a crazy different niche. Or, you know, someone that already is famous in another arena like Oprah. You know, she's got a serious network now, I think. I think so. um, Or at least a show.
1: Yeah, but truly somebody rising up the ranks of radio. radio. For women,
0: it's really difficult. Totally. So they
1: went through and were really explaining, like, you don't know what this means for women. And it means for women in radio. And just really had a really great conversation about all of that. And then it came out that they, they... Both Mirza and Laura now have their own Saturday show on XL every Saturday morning. (laughs) So I'm guessing Jade's not playing on the XL station in town. And I was like, how do I listen to Jade? I don't. I listen to you. Um, I have not given that a go yet. I'm not listening to real radio anymore. I'm really listening to XM or uh, Spotify or podcasts.
0: A lot of podcasts. So I'm sure it's hard. You're not much of a listener on Saturday mornings anyway. Yeah, you're sleeping or, like, kind of bumming around the house watching TV or whatever. Yeah, that's when I'm catching up on my Southern
1: Charm. Yeah, exactly. The DVR is
0: packed on Saturday mornings. Packed, absolutely. But
1: um, their most recent episode I thought was kind of funny. It was called um, all about, like, Marissa found a scam artist on a dating app. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. So they talked about Bill Cosby and a couple other items, but I did not get to that because I stopped after the scam artist because I thought it was funny, (laughs) and I was just trying to get through podcasts through the day. (laughs) Hmm. So the girl Marissa, you know, matches with a guy on a popular dating app. She didn't say what. So my guess is Bumble, Tinder. Probably. Probably Bumble. And he seems perfect. Just too good to be true. Good looking guy. You know, young. Mm -hmm. Living here in Orlando. Successful. He, um, for a living, helps people adopt children. And, like, home children and do that whole fun thing. So she goes... Yeah, too fucking good to be true. Too fucking good to be true, right? She looks up his Instagram. It's He's a world traveler. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, experienced, been around the world, wanderlust. But he helps these people get children. It's so amazing. So she has his name, kind of knows what he does for a living, and just Googles him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scam fucking artist. Not and real. Like, nope. Oh, no. He's real. Right, He right. really does try to help people adopt children fucking takes their money and
0: bolts and so then they never get their children he's a child trafficker or, or just oh, a scam artist scam yes. so artist no no, okay. no no yeah
1: so it's like oh you want to adopt a kid it's 50 grand oh okay oh. Ooh, the kid's on their way oh I don't know what happened to the kid thanks for the money I'm off to Indonesia oh and so then she looks up and a major publication in town has talked about this scam that he's pulling on people and how he's wanted for arrest and she's like i I found him fucking on this dating app talking to him he used his real name on uh, the dating huh? app How smart of a scam artist are you at this point in time, right? I'm very confused. I I know. I was like, what the fuck? And also, I would feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. And so she was like, I don't know what to do with it. And Laura's like, "Uh, call the fucking cops. Yeah. I'm talking to this guy. And oh, by the way, these apps are location-based. I can see he's four miles away. Exactly. I'm like, he's not going to drop a pin, but. well, no, but here's the radius, cops. Do, the, do your do thing. Do the work, Yeah. Or like, all right, hey, man, what are we doing? I will meet him at a Starbucks on this corner <laughs> at noon. Yeah, use yourself <laughs> as live bait. Always works all out great. Right? I've <laughs> seen 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was, I mean, should she call the cops? Like, what should she do? And that was kind of like the conversation that they were having She's like, what do I say to the cops? I like, kid hey, this scam artist, I found him. He's on Bumble. Like, he's literally hiding in plain sight. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yes. But yeah, so like I said, I gave the show another go. I'm not getting through it entirely. It's I've still not seen the feminism part of it. Um, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm blind to it because I'm so accustomed to things like Stuff Mom Never Told You and other much stronger in your face feminism podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, but I gave it another go and I wanted to give everybody an update on that podcast.
0: Well, thank you for letting us know. It's Absolutely. still very hit
1: or miss. I will continue to share my opinions on
0: everything on this podcast. Oh yeah. That's what we do here. Yes. Um, I have a new podcast I listened to. Actually, I listened a couple weeks ago and then I listened to... Uh, their most recent episode, a show called "Royally Obsessed." This now, is literally up your alley. This is so <laughs> my alley. At. You know, if you listen to the episode where I talked to Princess Diana, that's a while ago now. Or oh, the Andrew um, Jenks one, the Andrew Jenks. Yeah. yeah, what really happened? I uh, then the audience will know that I'm I'm a, I'm a casual royal follower. I think I used to be much more strong. Um, earlier but I think other obsessions have kind of taken over in my <laughs> right. life but look it's a big time for the royals uh baby number three for prince um and nope prince william and, hey girl. and kate middleton <laughs> was born a couple weeks ago little baby prince louis is it louis or louis I'm guessing it's Lewis. Okay, and, Uh I don't know. Oh, they were saying Lewis on the podcast. Okay, and we'll then, go ahead. Um, of course, next Saturday is the big day. It's the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, and I couldn't care less. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm such
1: in my own small boat. There's very few people in this boat with me by the way. Yes. I am the minority when it comes to
0: the royals but you always give me the good info. I'm like great if now I know I it. Cool. If say the word prince or princess the light goes off behind <laughs> your eyes like I fucking get it. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but you do always like you keep me updated because I'm not gonna go google it. Right. So the podcast Royally Obsessed if you are into royal watching, then you should be listening to this podcast. And many people are. Yes. So it's hosted by Caitlin Menza and Lisa Ryan, American girls. Okay. And they're just kind of like me. Like, they're about our age. They were saying that they're Harry's age, so I think that makes them exactly our age. Yeah. Um, uh, two girls, they, they both have boyfriends, but, like, unmarried, so they're kind of still hoping that maybe they're going Meghan charming. Markle it. Yeah, they can, <laughs> there's a chance we could Meghan Markle it for ourselves. Uh, But they just follow. They kind of give you the news of the week. They're funny. They're bantering. They also drink on air, which we love. They have the royal cocktail of the week. Yeah, Um, uh, They're well produced. They've got, um, like, their segments are good. They've got, um, it's put well together with, Uh like, sound effects between their segments. Uh, And that, so it was, every episode is about 30 minutes. I've listened to two now. Um, I'm on board. I can't wait to hear you know, their coverage of the wedding afterwards, what everyone wore, and, um, also, they are obsessed, here's another thing, that tonight, the Lifetime movie, When Meghan Met (sighs) Harry, is premiering, that looks so bad, it looks horrible, (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) I mean, I, on the, um so, okay, so, for William and Kate's wedding, I stayed up, all night long, and I had to go to you work. Watch that the like next e day. coverage. I watched that, like, all the e red coverage, carpet stuff, everybody showing up. You know the the cathedral filling, and then I mean I saw all of it. But in the middle of the night, they the programming that was on like they played the Lifetime movie that they made for William uh-huh. and Kate. I had to change the channel. Oh, they i watched like, that one. It was bad too. Oh, it was so bad. The acting is so bad, and you can tell they're actually Americans. Yeah, like, with terrible accents. Uh-huh. I mean, it was it was horrible but uh you got to love it but i mean that coverage it was like all night long in like the yes. deep hours of the night they were playing like documentaries of you know their dating life and their plans mm-hmm. for after <laughs> they were married and i mean and they are just such a beautiful couple i mean he's losing his hair but he really is, he That's really is. Bumps. He's really bums he's he is looking so much more like his father yeah all the time do you know that there's Conspiracy theories out there that Harry isn't really Charles's son. Yes. It's like her buddy. Or- yeah, that she had like kind of a side piece uh-huh. that if you put his picture and Harry's picture next together, it's yes. like um uh-huh. that's your daddy. Yeah. And He's he, like, we're doing that does- red hair. Yeah, he doesn't look anything really like he looks like her. He looks he like looks Diana. Looks so much like Diana. But he doesn't look too much like Charles or William. But anywho, <laughs> Royally Obsessed. great podcast, super recommend. Cool.
1: Well, I'm gonna give a quick podcast pop up to the bitch bible but i'm gonna go a little different okay so we have a patreon page we've talked about it before on this podcast we'd love everybody to check it out i have some patreons that i subscribe to me too one being the bitch bible Yep.
0: and so I she's do well. oh yay a dollar
1: a week. A dollar an episode. It's pretty easy. Um, I love getting that like Nothing. little PayPal thing. It's like you pay two dollars. Like, right it comes
0: right out. Super easy. It's so
1: great. You can just download the Patreon app mm-hmm. and it's right there. You go to all your different shows. So this week um, Jackie Schimmel from The Bitch Bible had her Patreon episode called Do Not Disturb. And in this one, I was excited because she went to Mecca.
0: Where she saw Luann DellaSessa's cabaret. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! The crappins guys were there, and Annabelle DeSisto from Animal Planet was there.
1: anybody who was anyone was oh, there. The we Insta were stories
0: were delicious <laughs> to die
1: for. I mean, on this show, we played Jackie's Instagram that her friend posted yeah, on the New, New York, York cabaret yeah. where Sonia's dress titties. just come. Flying off of that little body of hers. So she talks about the cabaret how it was amazing, it was life changing. She you know got like the perfect outfit for it, and that Luann's publicist came up to her before the show started and was like, "Hey, when it's done, do you want to come backstage and meet (gasps) Luann?" She was like, "Oh yes!" Like, "Oh my god, (laughs) I am not ready." All right, so she talks about the whole show and how like the publicist came and like whisked her backstage. Like, Luann is still dabbing beads of sweat. From yeah, her, you know, love. being on stage and taking off her shoes. And Jackie's like, hi, I love you. I want to be inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adopt me, please. I-, I want to marry you. What-, what can I do to be you?
0: A few episodes ago, she did a whole thing because Luann was booked to guest right. on the Bitch Bible and canceled. So last minute, Jackie couldn't replace her and had to, like... Solo, solo, that fly, was a great episode. Money I I can't, can't buy episode. you guests. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> great play on words. I mean, so she's like sitting there chatting with Luann and she's like, "Um, oh, you must come to lunch with us tomorrow. And she's like, Oh, god, okay, okay, okay. Like, who's going to lunch? She's like, Well, it's me, Lisa Renna, Vanderpump, and I think James Kennedy's going. And She's like, Oh, I can't go because <laughs> <laughs> she's like in a fight with James Yeah, that's right. Kennedy meets he her, right? Yes, because she would prank call him on her show <laughs> and like do horrific <laughs> things like make him think he was getting like an art exhibit.
0: <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> and, like,
1: it's Jaxie Boy invited. Yes, like full on, like fucked with him. And now she, like us, I'm a convert. Mm-hmm. I. All hail James Kennedy, the white Kanye. Those
0: He's, producers are fucking wizards, man. They brush me on his ass. Give me Lala. Lala.
1: Give me James. I want it Oh, all. Okay. They got me. And so she was like, I I had to not go to the lunch. She was like, first of all, I was already flying too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't. And then she's like, and knowing that James was going to be there, like, absolutely not. Um, but it was so funny and like, It just reminded me, those are the things that you're going to get when you listen to a Patreon. You're going to get the behind the scenes, the Q&As, like the nitty gritty, the there's no sponsors here. Like, let's get down to brass tacks. I do have a question real quick.
0: Sure. I don't think you have the answer. Probably not. I feel like let's point out the obvious. Luann had a lunch set with three powerhouse housewives. Uh Uh-huh. And James fucking Kennedy? Wow. How did he get the invite to that? I mean, you would think a Stassi or... Even a fucking Sheena would get that invite before I James. I think that James and Lala are the new Vanderpump kids that she's hawking and like
1: pulling up the I think ranks. so, but
0: I mean, what in the hell does he have to socialize with those three women about? I don't know, but can we just Sidebar briefly. Uh-huh. We'll call this like a
1: mini pop-up. Sure. So Sexy Unique Podcast is literally the greatest thing that's ever it's happened so in my entire so life. It's everything. This past week's episode, I think that's the one that they were talking about the theory that Lisa probably fucked Jax yes. before the show ever happened and that's yeah. why she's so weirdly protective of him. Yeah. And like he can literally go through a coke fueled rage through her restaurant mm-hmm. and wow. she's like, oh Jaxie boy. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god. I thought that was the greatest theory and I was like yeah, that happened. Like and she probably fucked Peter. Like who hasn't she slept with?
0: <laughs> but earlier in the season of Sup, they talked. I forget which guest she had. Maybe Kara Brown, and they talked about how Lisa really is pretty unfair and how she treats the men and their fuck ups versus the women and theirs. Yes, like she pretends to fire Jacks all the time, but he's also uh-huh. coming back. Kristen said eat a dick in the restaurant and literally got fired. It and she was a guest there that night. She wasn't even working that right. night. Right. She doesn't work there anymore. And she's like, she's creating a bar, a, creating a bar for Tom and Tom. Tom yes. Schwartz literally does nothing. Uh-huh. But then look at Katie, who we know she loves Katie. Yeah. She paid to have Katie, like, get her face fixed when she uh-huh. had a serious accident. Katie's still just a fucking waitress. She's not yeah. even a bartender. So. Yeah. It's odd how Lisa favors and coddles the men versus the girls. Right? Like, she was so mad at Sassy because Sassy wanted to move to New York to live with her boyfriend. And then when she wanted to come back, she raked her over the coals. Oh, And yeah. made and her still go does. through
1: the ringer yeah. and treats Sassy like she's a fucking imbecile. Yep. And she has moments. But, like, Sassy's a pretty smart person. And we'll say cunning. I won't, maybe <laughs> her IQ isn't the highest. Cunning. But she's cunning. Yeah. Which it comes with intelligence. Yep. Do you know what I mean? But, like, that just like, how to me, like, how she does treat them, and then when you're right, but then again, she coddles the shit out of Lala. What the fuck is that whore doing? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. know. Sorry. I had to go off on that tangent, because we haven't spoke about it, and I just listened to that the other day, and was like, she had sex with Jax.
0: (laughs) She had had sex sex with with Jax! Jax! I know. I thought the same thing. Like, how did I not get... Other than she doesn't even want to – they were saying, you know, Ken must be involved in that decision-making. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, you know. Like, I, is this like a marriage of convenience? Right. Are they really in love?
0: I think, I think that they the are diamonds. true partners. I think they're I don't, partners. You're right. I don't know about, you know, romance. No.
1: All right. Well, was, was that enough, enough? That? <laughs> I think that was – I think we had enough of our opinions of the moment. But, yeah, that was the Bitch Bible on Patreon. So, speaking of Patreon, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Right. Hey guys, we want to take a quick second from the show and say thank you and shout out our Patreon
0: subscribers. That's right. Let's start off with our very first intro rewinder, and that would be Sandy Randolph, also known as the Mother Vault Podcaster. She's pretty rad. But also, we have a professional
1: rewinder joining our group, and that is April Valdez of Salon Bon Tempo. Guys, check her out on Instagram at Salon Bon Tempo. See what she's doing, and if you are in the Orlando area or you can drive
0: to see her... It's a must. She's amazing. That's right. We love her and we love all of our Patreon subscribers. So come on over and join us there. Patreon.com slash podcast rewind. All right. Now let's get back to our recaps. Let's go. Hey, welcome back. Okay. I'm going to start off first this week with okay. my recap. Yes. What's so, going? I'm going to talk about a podcast that put out a special edition this week. We love special editions. We do. Now, it's a show that I just recently kind of talked about, Edge of Fame. Oh, yeah. We really yeah. like that show. Yeah. So, uh, the, the deal with Edge of Fame is they basically do celebrity highlights. Yeah. I talked about the David Letterman yeah, episode a couple weeks ago, but this was a special edition they put out. It's not part of their, um, their season, per se, but it has to do with... The the host, Jeff Edgers, has been reporting, like, investigative reporting for about five months now for Washington Post on what's going on with R. Kelly. Yeah, what the fuck is going on with R. Kelly, dude? Boy has a sex cult. Yeah, he does. He does. The flying fuck four. Uh, <laughs> he is a dirty, dirty, icky, icky man. Yeah. And so the podcast is called R. Kelly versus the Savages. Uh, That's the title, I mean, of this special edition. And it focuses specifically on a now 22-year-old woman named uh, Joycelyn Savage, who has been with R. Kelly since 2016, since Uh December 2016. Uh, And he's focusing on her parents' kind of plight to get her back and get in contact with her because they've not seen her since he took her and not took her since she left to go move in with him in December 2016. They have only had two phone calls with her since. So um, he's deep-dived into this, and he, what he's going to present, it's about a half an hour long, and he presents some really good questions, some very uh, disturbing information, and it's not going to be a podcast that ends with any answers, Okay, but it's very interesting. So let me tell you all about it. The show opens, and Jeff is kind of tagging along, actually, as Joycelyn's parents, Tim and uh, Jonathan, are shopping with their two oldest daughters, or their their two, their youngest two daughters, but ones that remain with them okay. uh, for somebody's prom dress. Okay. And so he's just kind of talking and, and setting the stage. And Tim Savage says we haven't seen her since December. We've gotten two short phone calls, and they come in the middle of the night. Oh. He's like, "But I've talked to R. Kelly on the phone as recently as March first, twenty eighteen, and that he tells me she's fine. She's here of her own free will, and you need to trust the process." I have a process. Trust the process before you can see her Ew. again. Which is actually very different than what his management says publicly. They say, yes, he's got women that live in his house and that are in a relationship with him. But everyone's there of their own free will. They can come and go. Uh-huh. It's fine. But it doesn't really feel, especially with this with Joycelyn, that, it, that it's of her own free will no. at all. Or maybe initially was. But now that she's in, she can't get out. So they're trying to save her. Yeah, of course. So, um... The parents, like I said, they had three daughters. They are currently videoing everything they do, basically. They wear shirts with Joycelyn's name and face on them. They recently taped a Dr. Phil episode that is yet to be aired. You know I will be DVRing I know that, you will. by the way. So how did this happen? How did we get here? Yeah. In 2015, uh, she was 19 years old. Joycelyn and her mom uh, attended at arcade Con- Car Kelly concert in Atlanta, where they live, and Mom um, kind of pulled some strings and got her backstage to meet R. Kelly. Now they things kind of get a little sticky because clearly the Savages were stage parents. Joycelyn oh. had dreams of being a pop artist herself. And that was kind of the premise of them getting backstage to meet R. Kelly. And he met her. He said, oh, you're so attractive. As are you, mom. Buttered them up. Oh, yeah. I could definitely take her on as a protege. Um, I think she's really talented. And so it seems like a good situation. Yeah. So um, a few months later, they actually send the two older girls, Joycelyn and her sister, Jay to a concert out of town, which is arranged for by R. Kelly's team. An associate comes and gets them and flies with them to this concert and then brings them back. And they're thinking, you know, this is great. It's going somewhere. And it felt to them at the time very on the up and up. Okay. That, you know, it was. they would talk to his assistant and this associate would come up and everything kind of went the way that they said it would. So they were okay with this. Um, Joycelyn goes on to go to college that next fall semester, um, and this is kind of where the parents find out from Jay that she's actually talking to R. Kelly alone a lot, like outside of these arrangements, uh-huh. and the parents now are starting to have some alarm bells go off, and so they actually go to her college in Atlanta, um... She was living in dorms there, and they kind of pick her up and bring her home for the day and stage an intervention. Wow! Like, hey, you need to be careful. By the way, our Kelly is fifty-one years old now. What? So at the time, three years ago, he was still in his very late forties, and she's oh. a nineteen-year-old. And they've got a feeling like he is starting a sexual relationship with their daughter, and yeah. that's where they're not comfortable. So they host this intervention He's with her aging well. Wow. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Um, she's upset, but he, dad got the feeling that she got it. She understands, you know, things need to change and not be in a personal situation sure. with him. Um, so they took her back to her dorm that night and that was the last time they saw her. Oh no. That night. Oh, that's she packed up somebody from RK, or Kelly's group came and got her and they have not seen her since. Oof. Their, her college roommate informed her parents, like, she... Just took off with R. Kelly. Shit. Yeah. So now um, Jeff, the host, gets a former girlfriend of R. Kelly's who was in her 30s uh-huh. uh, and was when she was with him to speak with him. He said he's talked to as many as six former women of, okay. um, of R. Kelly's, but that this one, you know, she she gave some sound bites and gave her name. It was Asante. I didn't catch her last name. But she said, look, when you are inside, she dated him for about three years but lived with him for about three weeks and was like, oh, no. Yeah. She said there are girls of all ages but specifically young girls. She knew Joycelyn. Joycelyn was there during her time there. Oh, and there was is. another girl who was 18. Um, there is no social media. Their phones are confiscated and they don't have any access to social media. They wear the clothes that he tells them to wear. Um, they are locked, if they're in the house, they're locked away in their bedrooms, and they have to text him or one of his other managers to even be let out to use the bathroom. No. Yes. Um, When they travel, R. Kelly is afraid of planes, so he travels everywhere in buses, and Uh the girls we packed into SUVs, Uh which they may not leave, so they will have to urinate in cups whatever (gasps) they can find. They cannot get out. That's fucked up. They have to call him daddy. Ew. Ew. Um, They are not to look at other men other than him besides a driver or somebody else in the household. But if they're ever in a public arena they are not to glance at other men. I have heard in other things I've heard about R. Kelly's sex cult, if you will, that they're also not allowed to look him in the eye unless being given permission. Uh-huh. And I've also read and heard some really disturbing like sex acts that oh. he likes performed and forces them to perform on each other yeah. for his benefit. So when Asante, this woman, got out and good, she, on, good her. on her, she called Joycelyn's parents and the other young girls' parents. Oh, and good. said, like, here's what's going on. It's not okay. Uh-huh. And she's not there of her own free will anymore. Yeah, she's definitely brainwashed by him in, Got it. in this thing. So, um, she, uh, the dad says, obviously she has Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, but the savages are doing things like you know constantly going on whatever press they can to talk about this. But they're also, they were really supportive of Joycelyn's music career, obviously. Okay. They continue to be very supportive of the younger sister, Jay's music career. And uh, they... Is eat. that our biggest priority right now? Well, like and or... here's the thing. They got her in a studio and they have a fully produced song that they even played parts of on the podcast called Be True. And it's like Jay kind of trying to reach out to her sister. So yes, they're saying outreach, but there are questions from other people parts of the media and other people involved... Like, are they capitalizing on this? ...feels opportunistic. Yeah. So then Jeff talks to a woman named Kinette Barnes, and she's the founder of the Mute R. Kelly movement. Have you heard about this? Uh, No. Does it have anything to do with him being... and his music being ripped off of Spotify recently? Um, Well, it may have been pushed by the Uh Mute R. Kelly movement because he is still playing venues. He is still releasing music. He's still a very well-known... Um, and very active. And until two days ago, you could musician. stream him on Spotify. Right. So she started the Mute R. Kelly movement, which I have, I think I read about on the internet. They want venues not to host him. They want him yeah. ripped off Spotify, that, you know, they don't want stores to sell his albums. Yeah. And the word hurts in his wallet. Exactly. Mute him. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she talks to Jeff, the host, and she's like, ugh. I mean, she was like that Be True song. Like, they tagged it onto my Facebook. Oh. And I'm like, you guys, you wonder why you're not being taken seriously and you don't feel like you're getting enough attention from the police or the media to find Joycelyn. It's because you're not coming off great. Yeah. And she's like, but here's the thing. Clearly, they do want their daughter back and care very much. It just, it's not a good look. No. And she goes on to say something that I really spoke to me. She goes, you know... People are asking, "Well, why did they push her in R. Kelly's direction anyway?" There have been allegations since the '90s. Yeah. We know he married a teenage Aaliyah. Uh-huh. He had to go on trial oh, in 2008 for the sex tape where he was with a 14-year-old. Oh, yeah, which, by the way, he was acquitted for. It's on tape. How? How? I think they uh-huh. got him off by Doesn't saying he also she have told a pee tape him tape too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. if There's a tape. Uh, Trump has the P tape. Well, no, <laughs> but no, but
1: I think he also there, is there a are fan st- of showers. There there are that are stories. There are stories. I don't yes. think that
0: there are, are tapes. But anyway, so that's another thing that the savages are kind of getting, like, why did you push her, her at him? Yeah. You know, he's a predator. And like why did you
1: dangle your baby in front of a lion?
0: Right. The lion one, ate your baby, you idiot. But one, what Kenyatta says is, no one questions the parents of those gymnasts why they kept letting Larry Nassar, Nassar um, treat them when things started coming out. Oh. So she brought in the privilege and race conversation. Oh. Because... Those gymnasts are typically white, privileged girls. I mean, getting into club gymnastics is very Very expensive. expensive. A lot of those people are affluent. They're, you know, members of their community, and so they don't get questioned like this family from Atlanta is being questioned when you're sending your kid to somewhere where maybe it could be dangerous, but you're looking for their career to take off, yeah. and you've taken the risk. That's what you're saying. Yeah, so... I ugh. mean, we're all looking at those parents now, now that the Larry Nassar thing came out. I don't know. I I've don't, not heard anyone bring up the parents. I have not.
1: Well, I mean, no. Okay, so sorry to sidebar, bar. You're right. I guess I haven't talked about the parents, but, like, I don't think parents knew... Yeah, I. I think that was more of it. The well, parents had no idea.
0: I think there are some implications that, that like, it was when it kind was, of known, but everyone was covering up. Remember, even um, what's her nuts? Yeah, Megan, right. uh, Michaela Maroney had signed an NDA. Yeah, she had gotten settled with and had signed an NDA about it. So clearly, people knew, true. and her parents could have known and could have told other parents. Watch yeah. out. that's true. You know, yeah, and yep. so anyway, um, again, the savages, their response to that is, well, early on, it all seemed legit. And that we, you know, he was going to help her in her music career. So um, they continued to say that, we, you know, please help us. Yeah. So interestingly, do you remember last summer BuzzFeed did a huge expose on the sex cult that they yeah. claim R. Kelly is running? And in response to that... Joycelyn actually did a taped interview with TMZ on July 1st of 2017. What a fucking reputable yeah. company. And it was very odd. They played audio of it on the podcast. She says, no, I'm fine. She tells, she basically says, I want my parents to leave me alone. I'm a 22. I'm an adult, and I'm making my choices. With the TMZ reporter, mm-hmm. I use air quotes around that, that word, loose says, okay, can you tell us where you are right now? And she's like, oh, no. And he said, are you able to walk out the door and leave there if you want to right now? And she said, I can't speak on that. So she obviously was sat down and told what to say to the reporters. And it was also like dangling her in front of the camera. Like, look, here she is. She looks fine. She looks beautiful. She's made up. She's wearing nice clothes. Yeah, of course. She's totally fine. But she still sends off red flags. Obviously, if you can't disclose your location or... Drop a pin. Right. Um... So obviously the savages are pointing to those things and again R. Kelly's people continue to come out and say, She just doesn't want to call her parents. You gotta leave her alone. She doesn't wanna call you. And they claim that the parents can call her anytime they want. They have her cell phone number. So here's how the podcast ends, is Jeff Edgers asks the father, Tim Savage, Can I have that number you have for Joycelyn? He goes, Oh, yeah, sure. So he gives it to him off air. And then you hear that – you hear somebody dialing and you hear two rings and then this, like, Spanish voice message pops up. So it's it's not Joycelyn's phone. And, of course, he never got a response. He left a voicemail that was like, hi, is Joycelyn there? <laughs> you know, uh-huh. is this her phone? And trying to speak to her and he got no response. And that's where it ended. So, like I said, no um, solution – Or resolution, I should say, to the situation so far. But definitely, I'm glad that the spotlight was shown on it for the family. And I hope that one day Joycelyn gets out of there safely. I feel like more and more things are coming out about him and his crazy shit. I mean,
1: you did that podcast a couple months ago that was Mm -hmm. talking about this weird sex call and, like, are the girls on leashes and, like, really fucked up shit. I have to imagine the more and more things that come to light, ideally... We can have like a raid on this house and save these poor
0: girls. Yeah, it's so hard to prove. I mean, he could. If we found those girls in Ohio, I wonder if the invest. <laughs> I'm sure there's investigators looking at this. That I has wonder if they're be. doing that thing where they've got to wait for a smoking gun to show that these girls are being brainwashed or trafficked in yes. some sort of way, like they just did with that Nexium sex cult. Yeah, that's um, so red. That celebrity girl was like ringmaster for. Uh-huh. Um, you know they've got to have some sort of smoking gun like that is criminal activity. Yes. Before they go in and do a raid, and they just yeah. probably don't have it yet. Yeah. Like having girls on leashes is not really necessarily against the law. What else are you doing that is truly yeah. illegal that we can come in and find they, you for? Yeah, they've got to prove that they're against it's there against their will. Yeah. You know, otherwise, like women are allowed to choose to live at a man's house and be tied to a leash as long as everyone's a consensual adult. You're allowed to do that. That's I don't sad. suggest. Don't suggest it. But you're allowed. I guess. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, it is gross. He does racist. need to stopped. He's a dirty old man at 51. Yeah. Let's mute him. If you guys, I don't know if we have a lot of R. Kelly fans that uh, listen to us. <laughs> I'm gonna doubt it. I'm gonna say no. But I highly suggest fact. you don't attend his concerts or purchase his music.
1: No. All right. That's it. All right. All well, we I'm gonna take a hard left from weird sex cults I'm and sure. rappers. So, I found two podcasts this week that are, I guess the only way I could describe it is like really, truly listening to your best friends talk. Okay. So, But I wasn't on them. Were you listening to Podcast Rewind? I was listening to Podcast Rewind. And I was <laughs> like, oh, is that my best friend talking on a podcast? Close. Okay. I was listening to Babe. hmm So, it's Babe Question Mark. Yeah. Hosted by our favorite girl ever. Laura Marie Shonals, and I really hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Mm, she point. is the host of Sexy Unique Podcast,
0: right? Which so, we've already talked about, already talked about of, and it already came all over.
1: So she has three podcasts, babe: Sup, Sexy Unique Podcast, and Sex in the City Saving Sex in the City Three. It is oh. her. She has a whole
0: series about this? If she, she really noticed, wants that movie? She really is dedicated to bringing Sex in the City 3 to the big screen. Not sure I'm on board. And Kim Cattrall is definitely not Kim on board. Kim Cattrall
1: can take her weird, dippy music Oh my god, that's a scatting video. It.
0: It's the it's greatest.
1: life you guys, you guys,
0: Google Kim Control scatting and oh,
1: get ready to laugh. It's so good. But anyway, this is Laura and her best friend, Ryan O'Connell. Mm -hmm. And so, they are just checking in, trolling each other, and speaking their truths. Come join them on this journey. Okay. So, um, like us, friends who podcast. So, if you think about, like, babe, it's really checking in on people. So, like... You would think it's a couples podcast. I thought it was a couples podcast for a while, like, babe, babe, babe. Babe. Um, But, no, it's more along the lines of, like, remember when Lindsay Lohan came out and had, like, weird accents? Like, (laughs) babe. Are you okay? Hey, babe. babe. What you doing? <laughs> exactly. Yep. It's the whole, like, I love how it. I feel about Demi Lovato all of the time. Ba- <laughs> babe? You thirsty? Do you need a water? Carrie, what's really wrong with your lips? Do we have a weird injection, babe? <laughs> I sleep at night thinking about Carrie Underwood's <laughs> new face. <phase>. Um, <laughs> other babes like Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. Babe, ben? what you doing? You okay? Babe.
0: Khloe Kardashian. Babe. Babe.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, like, the question is, like, babe, are you okay? You know, and they were to- talking about, like, the Atlantis Morissette album, like, back in the day, Jagged Little Pill. And they were like, babe is the question. Jagged Little Pill was the answer. No, I'm not okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, a dark album, but yeah. so good. No, she, wasn't, she okay. wasn't okay. She wasn't okay. Dave I did a number on her. He really did. So, um, I went back and started at the beginning, and I listened to episode one, and it started back in November... Okay. It was called Finding Our Voice. And so what's really funny about this episode is they had done two test podcasts and then dumped them before actually going live. And I laughed because we were like, let's test a podcast. And they were like, that's good. Hit practice. Like, <laughs> no, we sure did. They gave like, it. This is our practice round.
0: We love we it. Lo- oh we're going to be celebrities. Um,
1: but so clearly this is what she does, you know, podcasting. Like she keeps them on the straight and narrow. So of course she was going to do two test rounds. Um, but they just kind of start shooting this shit. And, like, she was, like, no, we had to do those two tests because, like, I need to keep us focused because if we don't have, like, a plan, you're going to go, like, left of center. And I was, like, oh, that's so me and Amy. Like, Amy, what if we try something different? And you're, like, Erica? Erica, we have a format. We have a format. <laughs> Stick to it. I'm, like, but what if? You're like, no. Sit down. We can
0: try. We can try,
1: but it's not going to happen. <laughs> so they're definitely really hilarious. But, like, in their first one, they were just talking um, freely Ryan was talking about the gym and how he likes to use the elliptical, but there's this girl there who's clearly anorexic. He's like, and like, I don't want to be next to her on the treadmill. Like, I don't want to see somebody buying their meth. Like, an anorexic person shouldn't be at the gym. Like, I don't want to be at the scene of the crime. don't want to be at the scene of the crime. He's like, and if she's on the elliptical, there's no other ones but the one next to her. He's like, I just don't go to the gym that day. I just turn around and leave. So, I mean, it was so funny. Um, and then he was talking about he's never listened to a podcast before, but he was on, like, one of the seasons of SUP, And never went back and listened. And I'm like, she was like, You've never listened to a podcast ever. Like, why don't you listen to one where you're like at the gym? Mm -hmm. And he was like, Oh, I don't want to. He's like, I don't know. Like, my iPhone is broken and I only have like one playlist. And so I just listened to like the same song over and over again. (laughs) Laura was like, That's darker than the anorexic on a a treadmill. People who refuse to help themselves. (laughs) Right? She's like, Well, that sounds darker Uh, than the anorexic. And he was like, Wait a minute. (laughs) I was like, Well, to be fair, she doesn't have a choice. She's sick, you can choose to change up your playlist, like, not the end of the world, Um, but, like, this is just constant talking shit on people, celebrities, people that they know, Um, and so I was just loving this, like, they talk about how Lara recently went to Japan, and they were talking about that, and they are also talking about the fact that her name is Lara, L-A-R-A, but she'll introduce herself to people, like, hey, I'm Lara, and they're, great, Lara, so nice to meet you, so good, it's It's Lara. She's like, at what point in time, can, after you keep calling me Laura, can I be like, listen, bitch, it's Laura. And he was like, at any given time, that's your name. You don't have to be nice to people who are telling you your wrong
0: name. Like, I will let people call me Annie forever. <laughs> well, you really? Uh, I have done it before. Like, if someone doesn't matter so mm-hmm. much, if I have a casual work relationship with somebody or I'm going to be working them for just a set period of time and then we don't have to be in each other's lives anymore – And they insist on calling me Annie because that – people that don't know, my name is spelled A-M-I-E. And at first glance, a lot of people see two N's. Uh Uh-huh. I I have been Annie in people's lives before. But that's me. Yeah. Good for Laura. Yeah, well, she was saying, like, I won't say
1: anything. And he was like, but it's not your name. So you should, like, fix that. Though Annie and Amy,
0: Laura and Laura – I feel like Annie and Amy are
1: farther apart than Laura and Laura.
0: Yeah, it's definitely if I'm wearing a name tag and someone glances at my name, they call me Annie. For sure. And not, um, they didn't mishear me when I say Amy. Oh, yeah. No, definitely.
1: So then um, I will say, I listened to episode one, but then I went all the way to, like, the most recent episode. Like, where have we grown? What is this (laughs) journey? (laughs) Where are we now? So the May 7th episode was titled, We Are Literally Melting. They're in Palm Springs and pardon oh, yeah. their mic issues. She's recording from a phone. He's recording from a mic. Wait. They were just having some technical issues. And then because of that, you could hear the air conditioning. So they had to turn off the air conditioning. Oh. And if anyone knows anything about Palm Springs, it's a desert. It's a desert. It is a fucking sauna. Like it is hot. So they're just like making it through this podcast by like, dripping its sweat. And so um, I will say that they have a lot of isms. Uh-huh. If you will, so like they don't have any heat, and Ryan's like, we are bleak lively about this instead of like oh. bleak, lively. Like it's so funny. So when you're listening to it, I just want to let everybody know like things to expect. They talk about journeys all of the time. It's very bachelor. Like when they talk about somebody they don't like, well, that's her journey. <laughs> like that's not my journey. Funny. I'm not doing that. Um, there's a lot of dark journeys. Also, like that is a oh, dark journey you're going down. Um, Coming for people, Mm -hmm. calling for people, that's a big one. Um, Bone chilling is very big for them. (laughs) Like, that story was bone chilling. (laughs) My bones were chilled, but now they are chilling. So funny. Also, she's really kind of into hippy-dippy stuff, like, you know, chakras, chanting. She's an amazing story, and I thought this was hilarious. Because we were talking about Hole the other day and Courtney Love – we were, yes, randomly. Yes. randomly. In the first episode, she was talking about how um, – so she's friends with a lot of people in the industry. Like, one of her best friends is Jake Shears from the Scissor Sisters. Mm-hmm. And she's really into, like, chanting and doing stuff. And one of her friends called her and was like, hey, we're going over to Courtney Loves to do some, like, Tibetan chanting. And she was like, I'm on my fucking way. <laughs> she's like, if you could have told my 13-year-old self who would blast hole and, like, scream into a pillow and my mom would bother me that, like, I was going to go – chant beautiful, like, ancient (laughs) things
0: with Courtney Love? No.
1: Mm -hmm. And I was like, were we just talking about Courtney Love the other day in my world? I was like, that's (laughs) too funny. Um, But so then on this most recent episode, again, another thing that I made happen in the universe, they were talking about the Rachel Dolezal documentary on Netflix. Yes. So I was just telling you when I was coming back from D.C. the other day, I'm in 15C – 15D, decided to, on his iPad, watch the Rachel Dolezal Netflix on documentary with closed captions. So I watched the <laughs> Rachel Dolezal documentary on Netflix with because. his closed captions. So um, for those who know, Rachel Dolezal was the head of the NCAA... P? N- NCAA. N- oh, NAACP. NAACP. Yes.
0: Whew. Ooh, that got Not sticky Not college basketball. Second.
1: Yeah, um, I didn't write that down because I was like, you know it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got this, I got this.
1: <laughs> but so she was ahead of that in Spokane, and the big issue with that is that she white. She was and, white, <laughs> and she told everyone she was black. It's a real hard thing to pull off, but girl tried. She really, really tried. I went for it. So, um, okay, so the documentary is called the racial Divi- racial divide. But if you say it fast enough, it's the racial divide. Oh yeah, racial yeah, 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 divide. Yeah. So smart. You need to love that. Yeah. Or with closed caption. It was really good. But so, like, they were like, there's things you didn't realize. She claimed that her parents abused her. They adopted a bunch of kids. She really fell into, like, reading a lot about um, African-American culture and the black culture in America. And was really reading up on it. And they were like, at the end of the movie, we are really hoping that she would have been like, yeah, no, I totally lied. I'm so sorry. Like, I shouldn't have done that. And she just kept being like, no, but I'm black. Like, I really identify as black. And like, Racially Rachel, identifies. Rachel. Oh, babe. 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 So then they decided that, you know, if you're just past babe, you're probably a bub. <laughs> bub. Buba. Bub. And I was laughing. I was like, okay, first of all, Lara, you do a podcast about Vanderpump Rules. You know two people on that show call each other bubbas. And another one drinks out of a baby bubba exactly. at night. Babe. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, this was just so funny. It was classic, Lara. I was... Rocking up okay. in my car. Um, and I will say, Ryan is really fascinating. He's a writer, and um, I think he had something on Vice, or I think it was Vice, not Vulture. Exactly. And um, he was talking about how he um, has a disability. So not only is he a gay man, but he's also got cerebral palsy. Oh. And so really kind of opens up about that on this most recent episode, and it was just really fascinating. And just another you know, different side of life to kind of hear somebody openly talk about that. And I just, like I said, felt like this was like a BFF podcast. Like I was just listening to two people who have the same hot takes that I do on like babes. And so I will say before I end, a babe moment for me is, mm-hmm. and we didn't talk about this, Lindsay Lohan, already the whole like accent, babe, hey. are you okay? But babe
0: has been staying and living with Jill Zarin for the last couple of weeks. What? What? <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is staying at Jill Zarin's house? Uh huh. Babe. No, what <laughs> the fuck? Dubs TF.
1: Exactly. Um, I guess, long story short, is like her parents knew the Zarins. I'm sorry, Zarins. And um, <laughs> knew Jill Zarin. And like when she's in America, she like stays with Jill or something. And she had like an Instagram video the other day of her at the gym. And you hear like, Jill Zarin's like, ah, 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 voice in the background. And so, like, for me, a big babe moment is like, maybe it's for Jill. Why are you letting Lindsay stay with you? And not the, I don't know. I mean, but, I get Jill's probably a little lonely. But, like, babe? Yeah. And then, like, Lindsay was like, oh, I really helped her through the hard time when Bobby passed. I'm like, babe, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the I of my mind blowing I know. Up. It's so insane and crazy.
0: Oh. Oh. All it's right. It's weird. I'm going to Google search now.
1: Yeah. I, I, one more podcast, and then you can go Google. Is that <laughs> yes, cool? yes, yes. I can wait. <laughs> okay. All right. So I will say, uh, a couple weeks ago, we were just loving on the Betches Media Girls. Yeah, we were. And their podcast, and they had a new one called Diet Starts Monday.
0: Always. Always, Always on Diet Monday. Always
1: Monday. Um, so it is hosted by Aileen and Sammy. They are co-founders with another girl of Betches. Okay. We love the website. We love yep. a lot of their podcasts. And so I will say like the overarching concept of this podcast are all things wellness, weight loss and fitness from like a no bullshit perspective. And they're having on real women who have had experiences and struggled and, you know, most of their lives with weight and they have lost a substantial amount in the end. So they kind of have something to... Talk about success stories, success stories, but they really want to acknowledge the reality of the psychological and emotional side of weight loss struggles and what that oh. really means because not everybody has a Pilates machine, not everybody can afford you know the weight loss food or to do juicing for a week costs so much money and that's also Falcon kind of gyms, bad for you,
0: especially boutique gyms love you, but right? Oh, and pricey. so, they want
1: to do this for the girl that really doesn't have a lot of time to work out and definitely doesn't have enough time in the morning to like froth a matcha before she's <laughs> heading out to her nine to five, and so like we're gonna they want to discuss like what. Workout routines, you know how to stay healthy on vacation when your girls want to binge drink all day. I I don't know, chime in, like join the drinking. I don't know, just sixty-four, right? But most important, disgusting. (laughs) But most importantly, all about the fact that like Instagram is sabotaging people's true journey, if you will. Their dark journeys towards weight loss, and I will say, there's a thing on Instagram called like Transformation Tuesday. Yeah, and if you follow that hashtag, and I I looked at just enough of those hashtags that now I discover an explore page. it's like, look at this person I lost 500 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, on it. I'm liking everything they're doing. I'm in a deep like weight loss Instagram hole, and just like congratulations, you're crushing it in life. you <laughs> <laughs> leading strangers, but um, it's just. It's so great to see somebody being like, what you see on the internet is really not real. And a lot of fitness people have to say, like, here's a great photo of me. Here's me two seconds later without the lighting. I'm not sucking it in anymore. And I don't look the way you think I should and vice versa. So, um, you know, they were talking about, like, the two girls themselves have both gone through major weight loss of, like, 40, 50 pounds. And, like, that they started when they were 13. And the one girl, Aileen, was like, when I was 13, she's like, I really wanted to lose weight. And so I would eat, like... Some turkey slices rolled up until I was felt okay, mm-hmm. and then a couple hours later, if I was hungry, I would chew some gum, and then a couple hours Ugh. after that, I was still hungry. I'd have a diet coke. She's like, and I thought I found the greatest weight loss plan, and I told one of my girlfriends, and she was like, mm, That sounds like anorexia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. You need to look at like inwards with yourself, Sorry. and so um, they have about three episodes out right now. The first one was with Kayla. It's. Annie, I don't know how to pronounce this girl's last name. She's That's fine. She's Australian. Kayla. Kayla, if you are into working out, you might know her. She's got the bikini body guide or hashtag BBG and something called the sweat app. So it's cool. It's like two ninety nine, like a week or something. And every day is a new workout. And you can say, like, I want the arms workout. Okay. And there's a 28-minute workout for your arms or full body or cardio. And she really walks you through it. She's a personal trainer herself. So she knows exactly the right things to do. But created it in 28 minutes because not everybody has an hour. Yes, It was like 28 minutes is the perfect number. Dig it. And she just said a couple of great things that I thought was really smart that she was like, I hate seeing young girls who are like in middle school, early high school in the gym. Like, if you want to work out, go join a sport. Go do something. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be in the gym with us. Like, that's for adults. Like, go dance. Go do soccer. Join a running team. But just go be a kid. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about this yet. Don't let it... Don't let that weigh on you at such a young age. Right. Which I loved that. Um, I didn't listen to the next episode, but it is with your buddy Vinny Guadagno from Gu- oh, Vinny from Jersey guido. Shore, and he is known as the Keto Guido. He is. He's big into that diet. He got hipster on us. He took it super hipster. But in the next Man. episode, they talk about the types of diets that everyone has an opinion is it vegan, Whole Thirty, gluten free, <laughs> keto, and I mean everybody thinks that their diet is the greatest, yeah. and so he's really pushing keto right now and. I'm super adverse to it. My brother did keto a few years ago. Oh, is that
0: what he was on when he got sick?
1: Yeah. And so for those listening, my brother did keto. And the thing is like real low carb but high fat. Mm -hmm. And that's going to keep you running throughout the day. And, you know, my brother lost a ton of weight and looked great. But uh, now is without a gallbladder because all of that (laughs) fat can really do a number on your body. And, you know, anything that's so extreme, one of the other doctors are kind of like, don't do that. So, moderation, be moderation. So, I'm not sure how much I'm going to listen to Vinny on that one, but listening to both of these episodes, I just felt like I was listening to girlfriends. Like, everyone's always like, I need to lose three pounds, or <laughs> yeah. how can I lose weight? But I still don't want to stop drinking. Like, yeah. what's that look like? What if I just cheese drink? What if I just I eat cheese? I think he, you'll lose weight for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: I, you'll I lose a go job, for it.
0: you'll lose weight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, yeah, other than that, you will be so skinny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we'll all be like, babe, are you okay? <laughs> and the answer will be no. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I highly suggest that both of those. Honestly, those Betches girls don't do anything wrong when it comes to Mm-mm. this media empire that they are building. More power to them. More power to that. Take us with you. Yes, please. We're <laughs> mm-hmm. happy to be
0: Betches. We're going to turn 30 next we week. We are
1: definitely turning 30 next the week. I am excited because we've got some ideas in the works. Always do. We're always, always thinking. Always thinking. Um, always creating premium content, as they say. At least we hope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> hey, if you want some premium bonus content, then yes. so why don't you come over to Patreon? We mentioned it before, but don't forget, it's Patreon.com slash Podcast Rewind. Yeah, and you can just see what we were doing
1: all this week on Instagram and Twitter at PodcastRWD. And we hope you guys have a wonderful week, and we'll catch you next week for our Dirty 30. That's right. So until then, be kind and rewind. Bye-bye.